This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by AgentYouTube.com. Would you like more leads that find you instead of you finding them? Let the YouTube agents show you how. The YouTube agents started making videos with no sphere of influence. This year, they're on pace to close more than 100 sales all from leads generated on YouTube. They put a step-by-step -step video program to show you exactly what to do and what not to do to become a YouTube real estate superstar. Visit agentyoutube.com to learn more and sign up today. That's agentyoutube.com. And now, onto the show. Welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your guide and host through the show. And in just a moment, we're going to be speaking with Jim Starwalt. Before we get to Jim, I want to remind everyone of two quick things. Number one, please tell a friend. Think of one other real estate agent in your life, in your office, in your periphery, somebody you maybe met at a showing or somebody you know who needs some help getting to that next level and send them a link to this show. This is our whole intention to help agents grow their business. So please tell everybody you know that helps us. Also, please follow us on Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash keeping it real pod. Not only do we find an article written specifically to help you grow your business every single day of the week, we also post links to all of our episodes and you can watch the videos. Sorry, you can watch the, the interviews being recorded on video in real time only on Facebook. So again, facebook.com forward slash keeping it real pod. We hope everyone is staying safe and healthy. And now on to our interview with Jim Starwalt. Today on the show, we have Jim Starwalt of Better Homes and Gardens Star Homes. If you're not familiar with Jim, uh, Jim is the broker owner of Better Homes and Gardens, uh, real estate star homes with offices here in Ch the Chicagoland area in Grays Lake and McHenry, Illinois. Uh, Jim has over 20 years of experience in the real estate industry as a top performing realtor and real estate team leader. Now, before working in real estate, uh, Jim spent 15 years as a roofing contractor. Uh, Jim can provide superior level of real estate knowledge, service, and advice to not only his clients, but the brokers at his firm. Uh, now, last year, this is really impressive. Jim's team sold over 150 units, um, which is amazing. Uh, Jim's passion and coaching, uh, his passion is coaching and teaching agents, and we are absolutely thrilled to have him on the podcast today. Now, you can visit Jim um, at uh, jimstarwaltteam.com, which will take you right over to the Better Homes and Gardens Star Home website, and you can learn all about what they offer. Jim, thank you so much for being on the show. Hey, thanks for having me on here. And quick correction is Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate Star Homes. So we don't, Sorry. Uh, we're, we're, associated, yes. we're, not, hey, we're associated with the magazine, but we're not the magazine. So they are a sister company. So um, those uh, wonderful franchise long tails that we have. So is, isn't um, it, you know, it's so funny here in, in Illinois. So of course, not all of our listeners are realtors in, in, uh, in Illinois, but They've made a lot of changes. The state has really uh, finally created rules around teams and company names. And so now a lot of, uh, you know, it, it, things have just gotten longer, I think. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's longer and we have to spell it out, but it's not a bad thing, you know. Right. Um, they've changed our, our signage, which I've always yep. had, uh, had the company. The company has to be prominent in all signage and all right. advertising which is not bad. I mean, if you're not proud of where you are, <laughs> you know, so many point. people are working under, under a brokerage and they're, you know, they're trying to put the brokerage name in minuscule um, yeah. uh, letters down at the very bottom and, and their name. Like, yeah, you got to promote yourself and your broker is going to be happy to want you to promote yourself and such. But boy, there's uh, there's uh, a power in numbers, you know, the more signs out that look similar, people understand who you are better. Yeah, so. uniformity is for branding is, is just so important. Branding, and I also exactly. think, yeah, and I also think some of the rules now that are around teams and, 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 and how companies 
promote themselves with advertising guidelines um, are, are really just to help the consumer know what's going on because it can be so confusing uh, to the consumer. So I think you're right. It's, it's ultimately a good thing. Um, we, well, they are, it is tough about, for consumers. It's tough for consumers to know, like, who do, who do I contact if I, yeah. if I need, if, if I have a problem? Everything's fine until it's not, is what I say all the time. So everything's <laughs> good until it's not good. And then people need to know who to reach. So if you're, if yeah, you're we're actually a, redoing. We're redoing all of our signs as well right now because we, many, many years ago, we just had a general 800 number and every time a, a broker joined us, we'd give them a little extension and then that way they wouldn't have to put a, a rider, well, they'd still put a rider on, but they would put either their cell phone or their extension. And finally, if like this is like 10 years later, we're like, what are we doing? Putting an 800 number there that no one's calling and also it's just going to confuse you know, the, the consumer. Right. Um, trying to find that broker by typing in some extension they're not going to remember or notice. And so finally, like we had to wise up and go, just put the broker's phone number on there. Don't put ours. And of course, you know, so uh, constantly in trying to improve uh, to make things better for the consumer as well. Um, oh, absolutely. Your broker should have, should have their own phone. Oh, but yeah, okay, let's go. Well, well, they, to be quiet. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's true. Yourself. That's why you're spending your marketing dollars, you know? So. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And, and we don't want the calls either. The brokerage firm doesn't exactly. want those calls. Yeah. We don't want yeah. don't want that. We want to absolutely, who's ever marketing, we want it to go to you. You're paying your your efforts. You're paying your money. We want to absolutely go to you. So, okay. What are you no, trying to get out? I'll be quiet. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think what you said is really important. And, and also for everyone listening, you know, think about that. Think about all of your marketing materials. You know, is it easy for somebody to get in touch with you? And don't just assume that you always know. Send it out to, you know, 20 people that are in your sphere of influence and say, hey, I'm working on this marketing material. Is it really clear how to get in touch with me? Um, or is it confusing? Is it confusing who I work for? Is it, you know, and it's really important to, to get some feedback. So Jim, no, that was awesome. Um, but yeah, let's, let's talk about, let's talk about you. And uh, okay. you've been in, in real estate for a long time. Tell us, how'd you get, how did you first get into real estate? You've know, been doing it over 20 years. Uh getting close to 25-ish, but my wife, Susan, was a, an agent before I was. And mm. so when she started, so I, I was a roofing contractor, grew up in a contractor family. I've been on, running around roofs since I was 10. In fact, I remember I was about 10 or 11. I was on, eh, summertime, wasn't at school, so I'd go with that, and it was fun. I'd putting shingles on up under roof, and I had somebody I stop. get to climb roofs, yeah. Somebody was stopping, yeah. yelling at my dad, you can't have that little kid up there we're calling the police <laughs> and the the labor force and um he just gave him a nice wave told them they're number one <laughs> no. <laughs> but anyhow no so he's a roofing contractor and then my wife susan um she uh, got into real estate and i've always been fascinated with real estate like i had one of my uh, one of my buddies um I grew up with it. He's a, he's a broker now too. Uh, Jay Reed out there. I think he's with, I think he's with home smart now, but sure. every day after school we played, uh, we played monopoly. So it's like, oh, every, wow. I always beat him too. So Jay, if you're listening, <laughs> sorry, I beat you all the time. Um, but yeah, we played monopoly every single day. So, um, it's just kind of, it just kind of chuckles me, but anyhow, Susan uh, got her license and she was working. Um, back then you got your license and they sat down and they said, here's the phone book. Right. Um, yeah. Seriously. Start dialing. Here, <laughs> here's the phone book. Look yeah. in uh, we, the office where I was in Mundelein, Illinois. And they said, start, uh, go to Mundelein section, start at the A's. Oof. She started dialing. Yeah. Then a week she had her first listing. She sold 38 homes her first year all by herself. Wow. That's wait here. Let's I, pause for a second. That is incredible for for a number of reasons. Even you know in in today's market or, or any any today's market. First of all, even if you had thirty eight friends ready to buy or sell homes that were close to you, that would be an amazing accomplishment. The fact that she cold called people out of the phone book and got listings and ended up closing that many. I mean, first of all, just doing that many deals in the first year puts you in the top 1% of all realtors in Chicago. So that is absolutely incredible. Yeah, she's, she's absolutely amazing. She's uh, um, basically, she does all the work around here and I take all the credit is how it, how it goes. So <laughs> yeah. 
we were both uh, we're both working together in fact um, i remember the first listing appointment she, she sent me on i can still visualize the house i can picture the people uh it was horrible i could not wait to get out the door we were doing that uh that whole spreadsheet where you know like an appraisal like your house is this and you have the fireplace and we'll add five thousand in fact back then we had a list that said a fireplace is worth $5,000. If you have a basement opposed to not having a basement, it's $15,000, very simple. It was, but I'm trying yeah. to read all this. I'm trying to talk to these people on my first appointment. And, uh, I just, I, I, I'm trying not to swear. I made it really, really bad. <laughs> I could, I, it was horrible. I couldn't get out of there quick enough. And then I remember the second, uh, second appointment I went on, I was uh, trained back then. It was hardcore. It was hardcore clothes. I mean, and uh, I, went out. I remember the house was in Ingleside. It was on the lake. It was a poor old lady. And I got in there and I closed on her and I got the signature. By the time I got home, I had a phone message waiting. She was in tears. Do I really have to sell my house? Oh no. Um, last time I ever did that. Um, yeah. And it was just, just like, Hey, sell high pressure tactics. Um, sure. learned really, really quick. It's something that, uh, it's not about that. We learned really quick is that real estate is not about selling it's about bonding and it's not about you. It's not about your, your tools. It's about your client and it's about their needs and what do they want? So everybody knows me knows I have a hard time listening, but they know that when I'm in front of a client, I do a lot more listening than I do talking. So let me find out how I can be of service to you. Cause that's how we have a service. So. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, and it isn't about the agent, it's about the consumer and, and getting their needs met and exceeding their expectations. Um, so you're, you're a trainer, um, you have realtors that, that you're coaching from your firm, of course. Uh, this is a huge passion of yours. Right now, everything's temporarily, hopefully paused or not paused so much, it's just changed. Um, everyone is, is stuck at home, most of the globe. And, you know, realtors are still trying to keep their business active. Um, what are you suggesting or what are you seeing agents doing that you think is a good idea uh, during this sort of, you know, challenging time? Well, you're going to have a hard time keeping me on track because I bounce all over. But I'm going to go back to Susan selling. We'll come right back to this. Sure. If you don't mind Great. taking control of your yeah. show. <laughs> so um, Susan was selling lots of homes and I'm up on the roofs. I got babies, you know, at diapers there. They're four and six at the time. And I'm up on the roofs and I got the bag phone and it's on the chimney. And so I got my, my crew of three and hear the phone ring or the pager would go off. Shut off the compressors. Everybody should have run up to the, to the chimney. Hi, yeah, this is uh, this is Jim. Uh, I was at Remax at the time. This is Jim at Remax, and you know, how can I help you? What uh, what do you need? I would take down some notes. Great. Um, I'm in a meeting right now. There's some people here with me. Um, I never lie. There was people with me. Uh, how about if I call you back at about three thirty? Oh, that'd be great. Hang up the phone. Okay, back to work. <laughs> you know. So, um, so yes, yeah, so she got me off the roofs. If you've ever had to go up on roofs cause you got babies and diapers and it's 10 degrees out and you have Oof. to put cleats on and go on two story roof and shovel the snow and ice off. Back then we didn't have ropes. We didn't use ropes and safety stuff. You put the cleats on and like golf shoes and walked around and shoveled the roof off for free the first day so that the sun will melt it off so you can work the next day and make money. Oh, wow. Selling real estate's easy after that. So, <laughs> so yeah, so Susan got me into that. So uh, anyhow, I had to, had to give her lots of credit for working really hard and, and getting me uh, out of that job. So anyhow, training and coaching, what should people be concentrating on, especially right now? especially right now, the thing that you have to do is you have to time block. You have to have a calendar. Uh, everybody listening, uh, a lot of realtors, mostly realtors listening, probably lots of other people too, but go to your brokers. I know that they've all been coaching you and teaching you. They're all good. Listen to them. Now is the time to call them up and say, hey, I remember six months ago, you were talking about helping me with my calendar. You wanted to sit down get on a Zoom conference, share your calendar, show them what's going on. I have a, I have a team of, we did do about 160, if you include Wisconsin, I also have Wisconsin brokerage, um, virtual brokerage. So um, I did a majority of it. I think I did about, uh, of that 150, a personal, I was about 85 or 90 um, wow. listings. Congratulations. Um, was the side of that. Amazing. I don't work Sundays. I, I don't work Wednesday afternoons. Me and Susan go out on a boat. We go fishing. 
um, because when somebody calls and they want to have an appointment with me, it took me years and years and years until I was coaching agents and teaching them how to do these things that it really hit home with me is that somebody calls, well, can you come over tonight uh, at seven? No, I'm sorry, I can't. Uh, I am all booked up, but you know, the old, can you, can I make it at one thirty or two, one thirty or three thirty? My appointments are one thirty, three thirty, and five thirty, and that's it. Of course, everybody says, and that's it. I've got one tonight at six. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it's pretty, it's pretty tight on that. Um, but I don't work Sundays, um, and people will fit their appointments within that. You have to know what you're going to do each day. So when an agent shows up in my office and they, I don't see them working, I see them drinking coffee or I see them, they look a little bit lost. I say, Hey, show me your calendar. You haven't been, you haven't been selling as many homes as you told me you wanted to. I can help you get to the success level you want to be at. You told me where you wanted to be. So show me your calendar and I can tell you if you're going to make that or not. So if you don't know what you're doing the rest of the day, if your calendar doesn't have what you're doing from nine to 10, from 10 to 10.30, a break from 10.30 to 11, from 11 to 12, then you should go home. If you don't know what you're doing today, I want you to spend the next hour deciding what you're gonna do the next three days and put on your calendar and go have the rest of the day off. Go do a video, go do something. Because there's no sense sitting in here pretending you're playing real estate. Agents come into the office and they have coffee and they go on, broker's tour, or they decide, well, maybe I'll work on something. So I'll get on Facebook. Hey, I spent eight hours doing a, a nice, really cool post for Facebook. And I sent it out. I'm proud of myself. I did real estate today. Right. So, so anyhow, I, I don't, I get, I get kind of passionate about this because I hate seeing realtors not being successful. It's such a lucrative business and it's so rewarding helping people but you have to have a calendar and you have to have a schedule. You should know right now, every hour of the day, what you're doing tomorrow. Correct? <laughs> Correct. Correct. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, um, I struggle with that myself. I'm not a practicing realtor, but just in my own day-to-day uh, -day business as a more creative type, which I think real estate agents fall into that same category, a structure can be difficult for, for a lot of real estate professionals. And especially if they're working on their own um, and, and are a solo sort of practitioner. Um, but now, as, as Jim said, now is the time to lean on your firm. And while you're stuck at home, if you don't have those structures in place or you need help establishing those, what a great opportunity to reach out to your managing broker. Say, hey, remember that training that you promised me? It's, I'd like to cash in a little bit on that. Can you help me schedule my day? Um, I, I couldn't agree with you more. That's so you have to know your start date and your, your start time and your end time and everything you're going to do in between. So I think that is, it's such simple advice, but it's incredibly powerful. And I would bet most of us, no matter what profession we're at, really don't do that. Um, so no. now's the opportunity to develop those habits. Well, and many realtors are, are female or male who, who are watching the kids at home, who are at home. Right. It's even more important to have that calendar and that schedule. Put it up. I mean, people laugh uh, in our office when I, when I talk and I train because I show them a picture of my bedroom. Uh, me and Susan, we get up and there's a great big calendar on our wall. We know what we're doing throughout the whole year. We know when our vacations are. We know when different seminars we're teaching. We know what's going on. We live this stuff. So you've got kids at home. They need to know that from eight to nine is, is study time or book reading time. And I'm going to be doing this. And then we're going to stop at eight 45 to nine. And I'm going to help you if you're heavy, if you're struggling. So it couldn't be more beneficial to teach them how to follow a schedule also, and to get yourself in the habit of doing that. Cause when this breaks loose, you better have a calendar cause it's going to be wild. Yeah, I think it is. I think you're right. And the structure thing, I, I, I think we could do hours and hours on creating a calendar and sticking to it and why that's so important. And it, it sort of, in some ways, can be a bit counterintuitive because you think, well, now I'm locked into this, this rigid structure. The reality of it is by being in sort of a rigid, sort of a somewhat semi-rigid structure, you actually will get a lot more freedom, ironically, because you'll, you'll be just accomplishing more and you'll find that you're more efficient and effective. So um, thank you. That's such you, great advice. You, you want to hear a great um, big gasp of everybody go, <gasps> Don't check of your course. emails till don't check check your emails till 10 a.m. Don't even look at it. 
just just don't there's nothing there's nothing there that you have to handle at 8 a.m you got a client who's upset you got a client who's pissed off you got a client who's just just anxious and wants to know how come the appraisal hasn't been done yet it's still not going to be done by 10 or more than likely it's already been more than likely it's already been scheduled you say no no it's happening tomorrow at three so don't check your emails until at least 10 o'clock in the morning so don't go down yeah, that rabbit take, hole take no, it's it's a good rabbit hole because um, I'm sorry, it's not a good rabbit hole to go down, but it's it's a good thing <laughs> sure. to acknowledge to acknowledge that that it's it's the rabbit hole that I walk. You know, I come into my office, um, I get here at, at you know eight thirty or so, and then um, I immediately go to my email because that's what pops up, and it's it's easy for me just to make that the first thing, and then I could tackle those fifteen emails that I got over the previous night. But then the problem is, I'm like, oh wait, what am I supposed to do next? And so I think a lot of us can relate to that. It's like same thing with like. As soon as you wake up, don't put on social media either because you'll get lost in that rabbit hole. And then also, you know, I, I couldn't agree more with Jim, you know, have certain times that you respond to email and you can also have times that you don't like that's okay too. you know, know your structure, know your customer service policy for you and for your clients and make sure they know the expectations. But you know, you could spend, if you spent the first hour, like Jim said, take the, you know, plan your next three days and take the rest of the day off. You just did a, a massive thing. That's absolutely right. Like spend the first hour of the day planning or ideally the night before. But if you don't, if you should do that first so that you know when I wake up, oh, I don't check my social media until X time. Otherwise you just get caught up like the rest of us. We're all human. We get caught up in things and then we lose a lot of the day. My calendar's filled. Every spot for the next 10 years at 1.30, 3.30 and 5.30, it says client appointments. So all I have to do is go in and change that one. So, um, it's just, it's just the structure and the having it not check your emails first thing in the morning is first of all, you're also training your clients that I'm not, I'm here for you, but I'm not on demand. And that starts right off the bat. They have to understand that I have a life too. When they send you a text, I, I have to they take my agent, take their phone away. I'm like, what are you doing? You're going back and forth six times on text with this person. Answer right. once. Say, say you've got some people with you. You'll get back to them in an hour. They're okay. They, they, I understand that this is our clients. This is their whole life is that deal. It's very important. They'll eat, eat, sleep, breathe real estate for 30 days of their life. Right. And so they're, they're in it. So they know what's going on. You also know what's going on too, but your whole life can't be their deal with them. You, you need to let them know that I will answer your questions. I'm taking care of it. But when you text me or you send me an email at nine o'clock at night, I am not answering that phone. That problem will still be there in the morning. So how, how many of us have, I've done that for years. You grab that phone call at nine o'clock and now you're thinking about it all night long and you don't get a good night's sleep and you can't function the next night because somebody's mad because the appraisal came in low. The appraisal's still low tomorrow. Let's we can handle it at ten o'clock when I check my email. You know. Yeah, I, I again, <laughs> I I couldn't agree more. I I want to go back to the texting thing because I was thinking about this while you were really saying this in a way that I hadn't thought about before, which is to say that you know people who text, uh, the person texting wanting the question, the customer to the agent, uh, is expecting an immediate response if that's their expectation. And so as Jim was saying, you know, this is something you could talk to the client ahead of time and you should tell them how your communication policy works. So say, hey, just FYI, I try to respond to text quickly, but it might take me up to a certain amount of whatever time is applicable to you to, re to re return that call because, or return that text. Because if you reply instantly, and then they go back, like you were saying, like five or six times, and then all of a sudden you get a client phone call or somebody walks into the office or you just have an appointment to get to or whatever and you can't continue that back and forth, it's a strange stop in the middle of a conversation to be like, oh my gosh, so sorry, client just walked in. So I think having that policy up front, like, hey, when I get a text, if I can respond to it right away, I do. If not, please allow me some time. And I think, because I was thinking about that, if I was texting back and forth, all of a sudden the person disappeared, you know, that might be worse in a way. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. Is that uh, once you're once you're in it, then you stop. It's like how do you how do you stop? You send the send the thumbs up emoji, and then they send an okay, and then you say, <laughs> okay, are we done? You know, 
So I, I like that, uh, that concept of it too, that um, they're going to be disappointed in you. This business is all, is, it's almost less about disappointing the people you're working with, <laughs> not, not disappointing the people you're working with, setting yeah. the right expectations. Yeah. So again, I go all the way back to, it is not about you. I don't care if it's your first day uh, of real estate or you've sold 10,000 homes. When you go in that, it is not about you or how many homes you've sold or have not sold. When you, when you go in, I'm, I'm going to listing appointments just a little bit. You okay? Yeah. yeah okay. Um, when you, when you, one thing I, the very first thing I teach agents is personality profiling. Just, just personality. Yeah. You, you need to know who you're talking with. I am a, a D. Um, so I'm a D and I, so I'm very forward and I, and I love to have fun. We have lots of parties and barbecues and any things or anything's a reason to get some chips and nachos out and let's get the margaritas out. So, um, yeah. there's a, there's a bar right in my office. Um, so <laughs> we have a lot of fun, but it's taken me until I start teaching and coaching for the last bunch of years to understand that my personality is only 10% of the population of the, of the earth. So that means my style has the potential to piss off the other 90%. So people will laugh because I've done it so long when I start talking to somebody um, and my voice will automatically go a little bit soothing and I'll, and I'll lean in. It's not disingenuine. It's I've trained myself that I need to pay attention to them. Sure. You know, the old match, match what they're doing. And uh, I do it not even conscious because it's, it's my, my work personality is different than my normal personality because I've learned to temper it. So when you call me and you say, Hey, Jim, come and talk to me about my house. I'm thinking about selling it. The very first question I ask is tell me about your house. Yeah. You tell me that it's a three bedroom, two bath, 2,600 square feet. Uh, and it's in a neighborhood and it's, here's a couple facts. Well, I know that this appointment's going to be about facts and figures. If you're telling me, oh, I just love watching the grandkids play in the family room. We've gathered there for years and we have our Thanksgivings and it's such a warm place. I know that that's the nightmare appointment for me because I'm going to have to spend two hours in there listening. <laughs> yeah. I, I do care. I love people. But my personality is you have a problem. I'll solve it. Let's go. Right. So yeah. when grandma's telling me about, you know, we're walking through the house, I'm looking and I'm seeing the pictures of the, of the grandkids and I'm seeing them on a swing. I'm seeing if they're in the backyard. I'm going to ask about those things. Um, I will get that appointment without ever showing her a number. I will not open a listing book um, for, for either of them. So I'm going to talk to the personality, the person that wants facts. I'm going to look you in the eye and I'm going to say, um, Here's the deal. We both know what your house is worth. I know you've looked online, right? You've looked at Zillow, you've looked et cetera. Sure. And so I've, of course, of course I know what that is. And um, I've already got it written down. So I have some numbers. So what are you thinking this is? Well, I, I understand you brought me here to, that's my job. Why well, I've already got it in here and I'll show you, but I got to make sure we're on the same page. Oh, yeah, I think, wow. we're too, I think it's like 250. Okay, great. Look, that's exactly what I had. So You've already looked me up. You already anything about me. What do you say we just sign the paperwork and I can get to work? That's my listing presentation. If you want to know my golden nugget, there it is. Um, that's, a, that's a huge golden nugget. Um, so let, let's, let's break down what you just did a little bit because I, <laughs> I, think, I think this is really, really important. First, you didn't try to sell, right? Which I think most people, a small percentage of people like to be sold to. I think most people don't. They want to be understood. They want to feel like you care. Um, and you, you're doing that. Um, even though you say, hey, necessarily, I'm the guy that just wants to get it done, get to the point, put me to work. I'm, I'm your worker. Um, but you're able to still communicate in the language that the client needs, which isn't, is, as you were saying, of course, that's not disingenuous. In fact, in some ways, it's even, you could even say it's more complimentary because you're like, I'm going to communicate with you in the style that you prefer uh, versus what's necessarily natural to me, which in your case, you're like only 10% of the population is, has that right. disc profile. So I think that's really, really smart. But yeah, um, I love that, that you're like, I have, you know, I ha you probably have a listing presentation in case you need it, but you clearly are able to connect in a way that doesn't require that. I think that's amazing. So I had an agent and this agent 
was in tears. I've been on nine listing appointments and I have not got any of them. Look at my materials. Oh. They're absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. I've got this book that'll knock your socks off. I wish <laughs> I could do that kind of marketing. I'm like, oh, yeah. holy moly, this is gorgeous. Yeah. I told this agent, I said, the next thing you have to do, the next listing appointment you go on, there's always a wall or summer table or something by the door. You need to set all this wonderful listing book that you have. You need to set it on that. And I don't want you to even touch that again until they agree to list with you. This agent it. got the next four in a row. <laughs> I love it because it, that enabled her to do the most important thing, which is connect with the, with the client and listen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So smart. If you're a good agent, your broker's already told you, you've got the materials, you've got the pre-list packets. Uh, listen to what they're saying. Send that pre-list packet over. You, you know that they've already looked at it because you can see they opened up the email and you can see they've looked at We use Toolkit CMA because it, you can see when they've opened it up. And I know right. that they've viewed it. I don't need to talk about it. So it's not about me. It's not about my tools. They think all realtors are the same and have the same tools and are all the same. I'm the only one that listened to them. I got a quick story. I got, went up to, I had listed a house from a complete stranger uh, in seven minutes. Uh, <laughs> I love this. <laughs> as I, I, I know exactly the time. Uh, I'm pulling up to the driveway and he's got a big oversized Jeep and it's smutty. Okay. I know this is an adrenaline guy. Yeah. I know he doesn't care that much about details because it's still muddy. <laughs> Right. Uh, I look, there's a, there's a dirt bike stuffed in the corner of the garage, leaning against the garage, a couple skateboards, et cetera. Beautiful house and, you know, great, great person. I walk in the door and I say, you know, so how are we doing? So can you show me around the house? And I see his eyes go down a little bit. And I said, look, I can tell you're not in the mood for any type of sales pitch. I'm like, we both know your house is worth 250,000. What do you say we do the paperwork and I can get, I can get out of here and start my marketing. <laughs> that, that's the that's the whole conversation I had with him. He goes, "I love you. Let's sign that papers." <laughs> he did not read a piece of paper. I I'm, I need to explain the paper, but it was there. He had it all. I said, "Okay, sign here, sign here, sign here. Let's put the price on. I'll send this to you." And I was out the door. I was back in my car in seven minutes. That's amazing. But you're it wasn't, right. it wasn't about it, me. It wasn't about it wasn't about you. And also, you were able to to use you know in, intuition and logic to make some assumptions about how this person communicates, what they want, and then of course, how to give it to them. I, I think that is amazing. How, how would you recommend agents start to develop that skill? Obviously listening is one thing, but being able to sort of discern, oh, this type of client, this probably is their communication style or their personality. You, you need to take a class on, on disc personality profiling. Yeah. And I, I like the disc. I like that because it's very simple. Um, I have one that I, that, that we, that we teach. Um, it's put on by, by Dave Ramsey with Chris Hogan is the one that does it. Um, and it's phenomenal. It's funny. He taught it. It's made my marriage amazing. Um, Susan laughs because now I realize that, that she's not just crazy that she, um, <laughs> When I come in with a great idea now, I was like, hey, we got to do this. And she's like, that sounds wonderful. Let's talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> because you know, by tomorrow, we have another idea. Yeah. So if I still want to talk about it tomorrow, we'll talk about it. But uh, I used to, she, she'd make a face and she'd go like this. And I'd be like, what, what? What's the matter with my idea? And I'd be offended that she didn't jump all over my idea and share my excitement. So um, now I know that I need to present an idea let her think about it. And then we'll talk about it in a couple hours. Now she's got it down to about 10 minutes. So I give her a whole 10 minutes to digest something. So, um, but it's, uh, um, I think everybody who's getting married should take the disc personality profile. And I think everybody in real estate needs to understand who they are because understanding who I am first helps me relate more to other people know that I need to slow down a little bit. So, um, different personalities are funny. So, um, my agent, Randy, um, he used to be a newspaper publisher. Um, he was the editor. He was the, he was the top dog. So he's very good at asking questions. So we'll do call hours at our, uh, at our office. Like, okay, who's afraid of using the phone? Let's go. We'll put it on speakerphone. We'll start cold calling Zillow for sale by owners. And, um, Randy, He'll, he'll be on the phone for a half hour with somebody that's trying to hang up on him and he'll get the appointment. <laughs> the same amount of time I'll go through 25 calls and I'll get an appointment. Right. So again, I pissed off 24 people and made one happy. So um, it, it, we have to understand who we are. 
Yeah. And, and this is, you know, it's funny. So what I do uh, during the days I, you know, I try to recruit realtors to work at our firm and I've been doing it for 10 years and it's, it's, you know, I, I probably have a natural ability of just, or just through the experience I've had to sort of know how to do that. But have I formally really been trained in, in something like disc or, or a different personality profile? I was like, no, not really. And you just gave me a great idea because I'm sure I haven't always communicated in the way that the person who may be interested in joining our firm needs to hear. Um, I just kind of do it the same way oftentimes. So thank you. Cause that's going to help me. As well, they, well. Might not, they might not need training from you. So we try well, to tailor, we try to tailor our training because that's who your personality is. Yeah. You, you don't, you don't need to change it but you just need to understand who you're talking to and you need to understand what you are. So uh, yeah. makes a big difference. So yeah, every, every, like I said, I had the agent that didn't close on anything, but was amazing at putting together these, these listing books and yeah. um, my, mine's in a three ring binder and it's pretty nice. Um, we all have, we all have the stuff from our brokers. That's what I use the stuff given us from corporate and I have three hole punch it and snap it in there. And I got my CMA in the back, but I don't open it. I never open it. I don't need yeah. to open it. It's not about right. that. You need to understand that. It's not about that. I just, I love that. And, and I think that's such an important, uh, important point now. So now that we're all, you know, we're, we're at home. Um, what are you telling agents to do just to stay active? Um, any, any suggestions I, on reaching out? I challenge out? them. I challenge them. I challenge yeah. them. I challenge them to get on Zoom. I challenge them to have, start out having one Zoom consultation a day. Uh, yeah. get a, you, I can get you on and I can pull up the multiple listing service and I say, hey, let, DJ, let's just check out the values of your house just for fun. People are bored. They're happy. They're, they're thrilled to have something to occupy their time for a little bit. Let's look at the homes in the neighborhood. Cool. Did you know you've got about $70,000 equity in your house? That's awesome. Good job. Hey, if you know anybody else that wants a equity check, have them, have them give me a call. Uh, do you know people that are worried about their jobs? Are they, do they need to start a home equity line of credit to get right. themselves through a couple months? All you realtors out there, you should apply. Uh, for a home equity line of credit. You may not need it. It's not going to cost you a dime if you don't use it. Keep your marketing going strong. So they should be educating themselves. They should be listening to podcasts. They should be um, watching, uh, watching all, there's all kinds of free videos everywhere. Um, I pay Tom Ferry gobs of money every single month, but I really don't have to because everything's on YouTube. Everything they teach um, is right there. So educate yourself. But set a schedule. You're not, you're not out of works. Don't, don't think you're not working. Here's the difference right now. Buyers right now are looking at two or three homes and buying one. They do not want to look at 20 homes. So get them. Before you have, from not, your, your business changes from here on out forever. You're never going to meet a client that you haven't met on a Zoom conference call first. You've seen yes. each other face to face and you've got it recorded. And you say, just, you know, I'm recording this so we can remember what we said there's a lot less chance that somebody's going to do you harm when they know you've got their image and who they are recorded. Wow. That's really a smart observation. And you're absolutely right. What a, yeah. I'm really glad you said that smart. Right. Yeah. So before we go out, let's take a look and let's look at all the homes. I, you've got 10 homes you're interested in. So let's zoom in on this one here. One, two, three main street. Uh, this one backs up to the train tracks. Um, is, that a, is that bothersome for you? Uh, personally, I would like that because it's uh, no houses in the background, but, um, but there's no fences in this whole neighborhood. You said you had to have a fence. Do you still want to go look at this house? No, nah, Jim, I think we can eliminate that one. Let's go to the next one. Let's go to the next one. Let's go to the next one. Let's zoom. You know how to zoom in. You click on the address and look at the backyard, look at the whole rest of the neighborhood. We really want to put an in-ground swimming pool. Well, good. 10 out of 20 homes have that, there's a real good chance you could put one here. So let's eliminate homes down to two or three. And then, you know, we've taken uh, uh, 52,000 homes and eliminated it down to three. So I'm going to bring a contract and uh, we don't want to waste too much time. Homes are going fast. So let's, let's go out Saturday and buy a house. What do you say? I mean, this, we're never going to do business the same again if you learn these tools now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I get passionate. <laughs> no, that's no. This has been. I, I'm I'm at a bit of a loss only because I'm processing what you just said because it, it's been. You're communicating it in a way that I and we none of our previous guests have. So I'm really really grateful for that. Um, but you're absolutely right. So much has changed. You know, we have we had an agent in our firm uh, just 
was uh, does mostly leasing. And he said he's done five deals in the last two weeks, all, or maybe it was four, four or five deals, all virtual tours other than that site unseen. And he just, you know, did it that way. And he's like, you know what? He goes, nothing's really changed. I mean, it's changed as far as what he's doing. Um, but, he, but he says the activity is, is not really, I mean, of course, home buying activity is, has changed a bit. But he's leasing, he says, is still going really, really strong. So just buyers, are, buyers are out there. If you can get yeah. the sellers to, to commit, oh, my goodness. Social media advertising is blowing up. The last ad I put out, we've got a, we've got a tool um, from corporate that we can do social ad, uh, social ads, social engine ads, and they go out to Facebook and Instagram. $149, uh, my phone just didn't quit because uh, it goes for seven days. We had 16,000 views. Uh, we, wow. had, we had 1,800 people engaged in the ad, meaning they clicked on the pictures and looked around. We had 179 people fill out the lead form. So my six, buyers, my six buyers agents are, we're nonstop. So we're calling all 179 and staying after them. And who wants to get out and what are we doing? So social media is where you should be advertising right now. Everybody's at home looking for a, a distraction. Yeah. So, go to, go to where the, go to where the customer is. Right. And uh, go to where the online. customer is. I guarantee any, any of the large brokerages, again, you're going to, you've got some of the same ad tools and stuff. Talk to your, Talk to your managing broker, have them show you through them. Uh, you know, show me, show me how it works. Let's do this. So they should be, they should be knowing how. So if not, they'd be happy to dig in and find out because they should. So. Yeah, it's, it's such a, it's such an interesting time. And you know, this is, this is the time also for the sphere of influence to really uh, be staying in touch because like Jim's saying, he's, you know, people are online, they're still searching. Uh, and in fact, they might even be feeling a bit claustrophobic in their current conditions and maybe wanting to expand. Um, I think there's a lot of, a lot of people are going to be feeling that way, if not right now in the immediate future. And when this returns to normal, what a great way to, you know, to make sure they know you're there and you can start having those conversations now. No, absolutely. And then right now in Illinois, they're, they're calling us essential. They're letting us work. And it's good because we are not because we get to sell somebody's house. But when you boil it down and I teach this and I coach this, you have to understand we, we are the pinnacle. We're up here because when we sell a house, the lenders get to work. The title companies get to work. The home inspectors get to work. The painters are going to come in. The moving companies. What is there, 25, 30 different companies that get work just off of one sale? Right. Not to mention then if the, when the people move in, if they get a fence, uh, whatever goes on. So we are essential. Uh, and you, you out there need to understand that. We've got a big responsibility to keep the economy going. Remember when the economy fell out in 08? Anybody was still working then? I was. Um, my business supercharged because I, I worked 14 hour days, seven days a week, just like I'm doing now. I and mean, we, we let our staff all go and we're, me and Susan are doing everything in the whole office plus selling houses. So um, we're paying our staff and we're making sure that they're taking care of their families. But um, you, you need to work harder than ever. This is not a vacation. Um, it, it's, it's a wonderful opportunity. So I made a, made a little, uh, I don't know, what do they call that? When you take a word and you make words off it. Um, COVID-19, yeah. cre create opportunities via internet devices. Contact 19 people a week on Zoom. <laughs> I love it. Say that once more. Create opportunities via internet devices. Contact 19 people a week on Zoom. Clients, yeah. past clients, consumer. I don't, I don't care if you're not used to doing it. Call your mom on Zoom three times a week until you're used to doing it. Get on it and do it. I, I hate seeing myself when I see it. I, I can see from the back and I can see my hairs disappearing. And I'm like, man, but I guess that's who I am. So what are you going to do? Yeah. And, and what you're doing is, is two things. It, it's connection and it's you know, providing uh, probably a little comfort. Um, but also some opportunity, you know, you, this is a time to, to have those conversations and your clients. Yeah. Nobody's comfortable. I think, um, you know, doing this, especially with previous clients, especially if it's a video, there's, there's an intimacy to it that can be challenging, 
But the client is probably thrilled that you're reaching out to connect and to provide value. I mean, I think about all the professionals I have in my life, how many of them who I pay you know, service fees to, how many of them reached out to me since this all started just to check in or to provide some value? Maybe one, one of one of 15, you know? So it's not a crowded space. Doing this will actually, I think, will really impress the people who you've already worked with or your people who haven't yet worked with you. So let's go back to time blocking. It doesn't, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep hammering that because that's yeah. everything. There is, there is no golden nugget in real estate. There, there's, there's five, there's five basic and I've got it pulled up over here. You can't see it, but you've got open houses. You've got your sphere of influence. You've got your farm, you got your social media and you got your CRM and, yeah. and they all intersect in the middle. It's like a wheel and they all, I call it my wheel of fortune. They all intersect. So when you're talking your sphere of influence, you may put something on your social media. It may, some of your sphere of influence is your farm. If you're going to time block, maybe from 9 to 9.30 every single day until you're let back out in the world, you study your farm. You should know how many three-bedroom homes are in there, how many four-bedroom homes. Real estate is hyper-local. Yeah. Don't be the Lake County real estate professional. Don't be, be, don't be the town. Be the subdivision. Years, many years ago, I was college trail subdivision in Grays Lake, and that's all I marketed there's there's 400 homes in there if there's 400 homes in there and everybody moves every two years or every 10 years how many homes is that a year that change hands that's 40 yeah. if i if i can get half of those that's 20 right there just off my farm wow just by being the gray's lake guy and when i have those 20 listings in there not the gray's lake guy the college or, trail sorry, guy sorry fox yeah sorry yeah. No, no, I'm Grace Lake guy because Grace Lake is, is yeah, that's a that's a, Grace Lake is a big a big area. Yeah, I started out with one subdivision for five years. That's all I marketed because other than that, I marketed to my sphere. When I sold those homes in College Trail subdivision, I did such a good job that they would all refer me to somebody. So those twenty turned into forty. That that's how real estate works. Don't be everything. Be hyper local and hyper focused. <laughs> it's so important and and it's something that like you know know your true north right know know the you want to be this it's like you want to be the um the, the biggest fish in the smallest pond right so you you to in order to do that you have to hyper hyper focus and specialize and even if it's just a certain number of homes or a certain number of miles uh, that, you, that you really cover, you want to know it better than every other broker in town. Um, and by doing that, you just create massive value to that community. Until everybody in that circumference knows who you are, you don't need to expand out. So you, you've got to do videos. You've got to show what's there. You go into InfoSparks and pull up the stats. You can, you can show those stats. You can pull them up live on Zoom via Facebook. I mean, these tools are amazing. I did a stupid video. You can see, I just put shelves up in my office. Yeah. So I thought, hey, I've got this really cool tip. So I did a DIY tip. Got nothing to do with real estate. You, you take an envelope and you, you tape it right underneath where you're going to drill and you open up. So when you drill, the dust falls right into there. Oh, it's, that's brilliant. I well, would have never, yeah. well, over, well over 400 views and a billion comments and such and um, tons of shares. But you got to use this video stuff. Yeah, so, now's, now's the time if, if you're camera shy, now's the time to practice so that you can feel more comfortable having these conversations. Because as Jim's saying, this is the new normal. This is not going away once, once necessarily we return to some version of normalcy. Um, this, is, this is going to be the, the constant. So better get used to it. And, and what a great opportunity now to practice. So, so I got a quiz for you. Do you know how many homes in Lake County have one bathroom? Uh, I, I don't, but I'll, I bet you do. They all do. Some have more. Yeah. Okay. Good. You know, uh, I, I fell right into that without, I wasn't paying attention. Thank you. Yes. Whatever. Uh, when you teach you, you have to have your corny jokes in there. Right? So. I think pretty much all of my jokes are corny, so I, I can appreciate that. Um, well, Jim, I actually, I would love to actually pause for this episode because I would love to bring you back and and have you 
you know, with these, the tips you've been providing today has, has been a lot sure. and really, really helpful. And I'd like to get you on a regular schedule if, if, it, if you're that available so we can talk about that after. But um, I also want to make to let everyone know who's listening, if you're a broker in the Chicagoland area um, and are interested in working uh, with a firm like uh, Better Homes and Gardens, uh, Star Homes, uh, sorry, oh Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate, <laughs> Star Homes, um, yeah. That's a, that is, boy, that is a mouthful, but it is a great company um, and, and a great brand. Um, what's the best way that, that, and by the way, not just agents, but maybe a customer who's looking to work, uh, sure. working for a new realtor and looking for somebody from your team um, to work with, what's the best way? You know what? My cell phone is everywhere in the world, but it's 224-627-7581. You can go to Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate. Uh, you just do a search. You can find us. You can give me a call. You can send me an email. Uh, my Cell phone's been advertised on the internet for over 20 years. So uh, people are like, I'm not putting my phone on anything. But uh, call me. We're always looking for talent. We're, we're very, very careful. You have to be somebody who's willing to share in our office. Our office is open hoteling concept, and we encourage everyone to share. Um, as, I, as I tell you, the office you're in, don't be afraid to talk to the other people in your office. The office I was in had windows, and everybody had paper taped over their windows. I said, I would never be that office. You don't have any secrets. If our office has an 8% market share, that means there's 92% market share out there for us to get. So yeah. we are a very collaborative office. Um, we're always looking for great talent. So if you'd like to come in and see if we're a fit together, yeah, give me a call. And, and if you want to work with a realtor who doesn't make it all about them, uh, which uh, I think is, is, it's a simple concept, but an important one and one that has served uh, Jim and his team um, very, very well uh, for over 20 years, um, definitely reach out to him as well. He's got uh, lots of capable brokers. He himself, of course, is an extraordinarily capable broker as one of the top producers here in Chicago. Um, so Jim, um, I want to thank you on behalf of the listeners for your time. And I really would love to bring you back um, to do this more regularly. Um, so we can talk about that. But um, on behalf of the listeners, thank you for all the great tips and advice. Um, on behalf of Jim and I, to the listeners, we of course say thank you for continuing to support and listen to our show. We ask just two quick things before we go. Um, one is to please think of another real estate professional that could benefit from having listened to this interview that we just had with Jim um, and send it over to them. You know, you can send them right to our website, which is keepingitrealpod.com or just you know, have them pull up any podcast app and search, they'll find it. The other second thing is to fo please follow us on Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash keeping it real pod. Um, we, pod, we obviously uh, broadcast all of our video recordings of our episodes as well as our audio recordings. And also we, every day we post an article that we find uh, written online specifically designed to help realtors grow their business. Usually just one a day, not to clog up your feed, but something that we think you'd appreciate. So again, facebook.com forward slash keeping it real pod. Um, other than that, we will see everyone on the next episode. Thank you. Hope everyone is staying safe and healthy. Uh, Jim, um, this was wonderful really had a great time uh thank you so much for being part of the show i had fun thanks for helping having me on i'm uh, always love to uh, to give it's uh it's my passion so talk to you soon i'd love to come back on <laughs>